Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. Purpose peeps, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, and today we are back with our second episode of the Identity Series. Last week, we set the foundation by stating that if we want to know who we are, we must first discover who God is, and only after discovering that will he reveal our purposes. I hinted at the fact that our identity precedes activity, which is what our lesson is about today. Different than most of our lessons, I'm not going to have three points. Instead, I'm going to share a story. And before that, I'd like to pray. Dear God, thank you so much for this day, God. Thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way, Lord. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for continuing to mold us and shape us into who you predestined for us to be. Lord, thank you for the fact that our identity precedes activity, Lord, that so many times we ask, what is it that we should do? When you want us to ask, who is it that we should be? And so, Lord God, I just pray for everyone who's listening this morning, Lord God. I just pray that they would get everything that they need. I pray that if they walked in or tuned in feeling low, Lord God, that they would walk out feeling like they have high self-esteem, Lord God, because their self-esteem is rooted in you, Lord. It's not in rooted in who other people say that they should be. So I just thank you, Lord, in advance for everything that you're going to do. Lord, I just confess any sin, Lord God, ask that you would cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Lord, because we know our unrighteousness, our sin, it keeps us away from you. And Lord, I need you more now, more and more. Every day I need you more and more, Lord God. So I just pray that I would hear directly from you, Lord. Allow me to say nothing that comes from me and everything that comes from you. Thank you so much again, Lord God, for this opportunity to talk to your daughters and your sons too. So all these things I ask and thank you for in Jesus' name. Amen. Our focus verse for today comes from Ephesians 2 and 10, and it reads, For we are his workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to do good works, which he predestined beforehand. And again, that's Ephesians 2 and 10. I was eight months pregnant with our first son, Jaden, when I passed out in my car unexpectedly. At the time, I was working two jobs, three if you count the work I did with Black Girls of Purpose, or as I often call us, BGWP. It was not uncommon for me to work 16-hour days regularly. As you can imagine, passing out of my car did something to me. I wasn't able to go into my second job and somehow found myself sitting in a college dorm room with my feet up for the rest of the evening. I didn't know it then, but God would use this situation to show me something. 
For the next two years, he would strip me of everything I had attempted to find value in so that I could be who he called me to be. And he would teach me little by little the takeaway for today. Identity precedes activity. When many of us embark on the journey to more purposeful living, we start with the question, God, what do you want me to do? Instead of God, who did you create me to be? The danger in this is that when our activities change and we're laid off from the job or the speaking engagements stop coming in, or we're out of the public eye and away from family and friends, we start to experience an identity crisis. That's what happened with me. I went from being actively involved in my church, writing books, hosting conferences, all while running a semi-successful business, to being a stay-at-home mom who sometimes would wear the same pajamas three days in a row. And I remember wondering if God was still pleased, if I was still the apple of his eye, if he still felt like he could use me to do great things. And you know what the beautiful part is? Instead of being rejected by God the way that I had in some ways been rejected by men, I saw that whether I was in the public eye or serving faithfully in my home, every experience could and would be used for the good works that God predestined. You see, predestined means determined in advance by divine will. God is the one who's orchestrating everything. And while the enemy would love to get us to work ourselves into the ground going after things that God never intended us to have, or things that he wanted us to have, but in his timing, as we talked about in April, there is power in resting. I have seen God's hand move in this season where he has broken me down in a lot of ways to build me back up again. But the really awesome part is that now he is my foundation. And that's kind of what we talked about last week, that if we're going to know who we are, we have to know who God is because he's the one who created us in the first place. If I have learned anything over these past two years, it's that when I spend time with God, the good works that I'm predestined to do just come naturally. I don't have to place myself in the room. He does that for me. But remember what we talked about with the Esther series, it's not for us, it's for God's purposes. If we are elevated, it's because we're elevated on assignment. And I was actually reading my Bible and the story of the Israelites today. I was reading about Moses and how he was telling them not to be afraid, how they could stand firm because they were going to see the salvation of the Lord on their behalf. And something that God showed me is that before Moses was able to encourage these people, he had to go through some things. And he lived in the wilderness for 40 years before he went and led the people to the promised land. So don't feel bad if you feel like you're in some kind of wilderness season. I am speaking from experience when I say that God will take you to a quiet place so he can prune you of some things. So when that elevation comes, as we talked about before, you're going to give glory to him. You're going to understand this is not about me. I'm reminded of 1 Corinthians 1, 28, which reads, God has chosen what is insignificant in the world, what is viewed as nothing, to bring to nothing what is viewed as something, so that no one may boast in his presence. I actually talked about this a little bit on the Instagram Live Bible study last week, but I said that many times we look to our physical capabilities to provide us with the confidence that we need. We say, okay, well, if I get the proper equipment or if I get my hair done, if I get my eyebrows done, or if I insert anything, honestly, 
we have all these excuses for why we don't want to operate in obedience when, again, this is anything we're doing is something that we're predestined to do. We're going to have the success that we need. So if we know who we are in Christ, we begin to see that our identity is actually what dictates activity. We stop saying yes to any and everything, and we stop striving to go to places we're not supposed to go or to be someone that we were never created to be. This is something that God convicted me of this week because, as you all know, I'm waiting on God to help us become financially free. And I have been looking around every single corner for just this a huge amount of money. I'm just like, okay, Lord, this is it. This is how we're going to pay off our debt. And what he showed me is that I'm in a rush to get out of debt, but there are still some things he's working out in me. He showed me that me and my husband still need to work on being able to save diligently, that we have been in a position to be given a lot of things. And so it's created this sense of entitlement in me and I and I, I'm happy to confess that because scripture says confess your sins one to another that you may be healed God said you know I need you to I need you to learn what it's like to actually save for something and the way that he brought that to me even was that there's this group that I wanted to be a part of from her name is Candace, the Epic Fab Girl, and she has a, something she called the Inner Circle, and and she may have made this public by this week, but I saw that there was a membership opportunity, and so she said she shared the amount that the membership was going to be, and I didn't have it in my account last week, but I just was so expectant for this miracle from God, this big check that I thought was coming. I was like, okay, I don't have the money now, but I'll have it next week, and. That's something else he's been trying to prove me of in this season is speaking prematurely that I have really big faith, which that part is not bad. But sometimes I tell people, oh, this is what God's going to do for me. And I don't usually take time to sit back and consider the timing. And I'm really happy that he showed me that this week because it has filled me with so much peace. For example, I know that me and my husband and our children will not always be living in my parents' house. But I said, oh, we're going to be out by June. And I spoke prematurely. I thought we were going to be out by June when we first moved here because I thought, oh, well, surely six months is enough time for us to get stabilized financially. Guess what? June is here and we are in a much better place, but we are still not debt free. And while I don't know if God's going to have us be debt free before we move out of our house, I do know we at least have to save the money we need to get in our own place. But I was in such a rush because of pressure that I had put on me that and pride, honestly, where I thought, OK, well, this is the time, you know, I don't need to be in their house past this amount of time or this is what I told people. This is what people are expecting of me. And I had to go back to identity precedes activity, that I can't allow my activity, my saving money or my wanting to get out of the house or whatever the case may be to manipulate me into doing things that God did not predestine for me. And I shared this on the Bible study, I believe, last week, too. But I had my business, Brands by Brie, which is a logo and website design company, and it was doing really successful as, as far as I could see. But I had all these 
money goals in my head and I started getting so driven by those money goals that I stopped asking God, is this what you want for me? And he told me in September, he said, I needed you to stop working because he was showing me as I shared even, even, and it's funny how he keeps bringing this lesson back up for me. First, I had to pass out of my car for me to stop working. This time, he didn't have me pass out of my car, but the goal was still to get me to stop working so that I could refocus on him. And y'all, I can tell y'all, I can be honest, and I ask that you'll be praying for me. I do not want to learn that lesson again. I'm like, Lord, whenever you bring the elevation this time, please help me to be able to handle it. And I know that's why he's taking his time in this season. I think about David, and I think about King Saul, and... Someone talked about how Saul had the really awesome appearance of a king, but he showed that his allegiance was to other people's opinion and not to who God created him to be. And so for David, before he took the throne, he had to go through a lot more things because God was like, okay, I gave the throne to this dude and he tried to rule apart from me. And so I need to make sure that the next person who's on the throne can really handle this positioning. So Tying back to what I said earlier, if you feel like you're in a wilderness season, don't be deceived. It's not always because you're being punished. It's just because God needs to bring you out different than when you came in. He wants to make sure that you have a heart that is motivated and really rooted and grounded in him. Something I continuously remind myself of is Philippians 2.13, which reads, it is God who is at work in us both to will and to work for his good pleasure. If you understand that the desires that you have have come from God, then it introduces this level of ease because instead of constantly striving and saying, okay, I got to get this stuff down. Like I got to do this. I got to do this at this time. You say, God, what timing do you have for me? And it's taken this long, but I feel like I'm just now this specific week starting to understand God. Everything that you want from me is for me. Psalm 84 11 says no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And so that's my new motivation. That's my new goal. Instead of constantly driving down goals that may or may, may, or may not be for me, I'm just saying, God, How can I walk uprightly? Because if I'm walking uprightly, you're not going to withhold any good thing from me. Another thing that happens when you understand that your identity precedes your activity is that you stop needing applause and approval from everybody. You start understanding that you're working for an audience of one. And as long as he's pleased, then you can serve behind the scenes. I dealt with this too last week. I was at church and I got really angry all of a sudden and I didn't know what was happening. And I realized only later that evening after reading the devotional, uh, devotional that I felt like I wasn't being seen. And just a, a side note, y'all always stay in God's word as much as you can, because it will provide this great sense of relief. If you feel like you don't understand why you're going through what you're going through, ask God, open up his word. And I promise you, he will say, Hey, This is me. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm trying to bring you through right now. But that's what happened to me last week. I got super upset and opened up my devotional for the night and realized it's because I felt invisible to a lot of people. I was like, Lord, I'm still here. I'm still serving. I'm working on potty training my son. I'm cooking meals for everybody. I'm cleaning the house. I'm trying to get back to working out, all these different things. And 
quote unquote, nobody is helping me. And there was, that was such a lie from the enemy because even as I was at church, I had someone help me bring my sons to the car and carry my bags with me. And someone bought a book while I was at church. So it's all these, these seemingly small things, but they weren't small because God was saying, baby, I see you. I, I know what you're doing. I'm here with you. I support you. And if the time and when the time comes where you need more help or, or you need to be seen, you'll have that. But as of right now, I just need you to continue to focus on serving me because that is the foundation of who you're created to be. And what I think we have to understand too, we're going to move through different seasons in our life. We're going to move through seasons where we're going to be on talk shows and then other seasons we're going to be in quiet places. And I, I even think about my sister who is pursuing acting in L.A., she was telling me about how some actor or actress was talking about just the peaks and valleys of acting that you may have a season where you're on everybody's show and you're on everyone's movie screen and then you have another season where you're not really working you're kind of just doing things behind the scenes and i think that that's why god has himself positioned to be our foundation for everything what God has asked me constantly in this season is if you never get the applause, will you still work for me? And even when I have an attitude for a moment, I snap out of it and my answer is yes, because in his presence is where I want to be. I don't want to operate in my timing. I've done that before and it has failed me. And I, I just want to be in the middle, smack dab in the middle of his will, because I know that's the safest place for me. And now I feel like I'm in a position where I do because I am. I don't do because of who I'm trying to be. So this last little tidbit I'll share is something that God shared with me. And if you're a parent, you can really identify with this. But my sons, Jonathan and Jaden, don't stop being my sons based off of what they do for me. Their place as my sons is predestined by their DNA. And as they continue to grow and spend more time with me, what's been placed in them will come out naturally. Sometimes he will act crazy, but... No matter how hard I try, y'all, I don't, I can't stop supplying for his needs just because he's not doing what I want him to do in a particular season. And so maybe that message is for you, where you feel like, well, God can't do anything for me. I've been out of His will for so long. If you're His child, He loves you dearly, and as long as you confess your sins, Scripture says you, He is faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So you just have to spend some time with Him and say, God. I have spent the last five days, five months, five years doing my own thing, but I want you to take me back. I want you to tell me who it is that you created me to be. I want you to show me what it is that I should be doing. And he'll do it, y'all. I had a come to Jesus day, not even a come to Jesus moment, a come to Jesus day last week where I just spent eight hours at God's feet, where I was just repenting and crying and writing and reading and repenting and crying and writing and reading because if I know anything after this season that I've been in is that I can't do anything without God. I don't want to do anything without him and I need him constantly walking with me. And so I pray that you will just feel affirmed by him, that you will know that he sees you, that he loves you and that he has created you to do some magnificent things. Going back to our verse, Ephesians 2 and 10, that you are God's workmanship. A workmanship is a masterpiece. 
created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he predestined beforehand. But if you don't know him, then you won't know what those works are supposed to be. So I pray that if you don't have a relationship with God, that you will ask for one today. It's simple. I think I've shared this maybe even as recent as last week. All you have to do is admit that you are a sinner, that you don't know what it is that you're doing. Confess that you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross for your sins. But not only did he die, he rose against on the third day and you will have everything you need. You just say, Lord God, I I thank you, Lord God, for the sacrifice that you made for me. Lord, I come to you now asking that you will forgive me of all my sins, that you would cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Lord, I believe that your son died on the cross for my sins and that you raised him on the third day. And I confess him as my Lord and Savior today. I pray that he would come into my heart, that he would show me who, sh- who I should be, and that I would stop trying to find my identity and activity. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for all these things. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And before we close out, I do want to share our verse of the week and our song for the week. So our verse of the week is Psalm 139, 16, and it says, Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before you. A single one of them began. And then the song is Masterpiece by Tori Kelly. I feel like that was so appropriate. So that's our verse of the week and our song for the week. I actually have action steps for this week too. I want to first tell you that you should pray and ask that God will determine your identity and strip you of everything that you've attached to it previously. Now, this is a bold prayer because God will strip you of those things, but I promise as someone who has been through that journey and is still going through that journey in some ways, you will love the person that you're becoming. If God strips away everything else, you will love the person that you're becoming because it increases your confidence or your confidence really, and just removes a lot of the noise that distracts us from what it is that we should be doing. And then my second action step is to go on YouTube and watch this sermon by Christine Kane called Anointing Versus Gifting. This sermon is fantastic. She talks about being developed in the dark room. And I know that that's what God has done with me. And I remember last summer when I was at probably one of my lowest points spiritually, I asked God, like, why am I going through this? And as soon as I asked him that, I stumbled, quote unquote, upon this sermon And he was telling me, I'm developing you. I'm preparing you for the light, but I have to develop you in the dark. So please go and listen to that sermon if you haven't heard it already. And if you have heard it, go back and watch it again, because I think I've watched it three times at least. And every time I get a new nugget of information. Before I wrap up, I also want to invite you to subscribe to our Black Girls of Purpose newsletter. You can do that by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. When you do that, you'll receive a series of emails from me, including a purpose pathway guide that helps you discover what on earth you're here for. You'll also get a coupon code to use for our Black Girls of Purpose shop. We have t-shirts, we have books, we have lots of different things. And then you'll get a few other goodies that I'm not going to give away. Uh, You'll just have to subscribe to the email list to see. But I thank you for listening for this week, y'all. Please share this episode with someone if it was helpful to you. And then I would also ask that you would leave us a five-star review. Every time we get new reviews, it helps increase the likelihood that other people will see the podcast. And so I just want to be able to share God's word with more people. Y'all be praying for me. 
I have been under a lot of spiritual attack in this past week. And I know it's because God is about to enlarge my territory whenever that timing comes. I mean, it could be five years from now, but I just know what God has told me. And so I'm just trying to stay faithful and stay rooted and grounded in in his word. So please be praying that in agreement with me. But that is all for today, y'all. Next week, we are going to pick up with the third episode of our identity series. And it's called Play Your Part. We're going to talk about being different parts of the body of Christ. So I hope that this episode blessed you. I hope that you have a fantastic week. And if you want to connect with me, you can email me at Brie, B-R-I-E, at BlackGirlsWithPurpose.org. Or you can follow us on Instagram at BlackGirlsWithPurpose if you're not following us already. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great week.